So if you look at the vision of our conference, which is inspiring geometric, sustainable economic growth over our entire state, that's really about spreading the opportunity to all, and that's part of the key of closing this divide um, in both um, economics and opportunity. You know, Pat, let me just jump on that. I agree with Mark. But also, you know, as someone who spent a lot of time of their career in Washington, D.C., there really has not been the kind of gentrification that you associate with uh, Brooklyn or Washington, D.C. occurring in Detroit yet. And I think some of the steps that we're taking now will help avoid that kind of challenge that, that we have seen in Brooklyn and Washington and, and other cities. Such as? Well, every time there is a city that's going through a renaissance, and Detroit is definitely going through a renaissance, economic opportunity never uh, increases for everyone at the same rate. And I think it's really important that we kind of keep that in mind. Our job as leaders, as either political leaders or as business leaders, is to do everything we can to ensure that more and more people experience the opportunity to achieve economic success. But that doesn't guarantee that everyone will automatically get that. So we need to make sure that we're putting policies in place, providing opportunities for people to you know, help themselves and for people to uh, thrive in, in, a, in a growing environment. Now, uh, what's happening in, like, in Brooklyn and Washington, D.C. is that housing prices have just skyrocketed to the point where no one can really afford to live in those cities if you're making a middle-class income. Fortunately, Detroit is a long, long, long way away from having that dynamic take place. And you both know city leaders, state policymakers, uh, many of whom are up there on the island with you uh, right now. It's always been a challenge to get everybody to kind of work together. Uh, how have you tried to bridge that divide that often arises when we talk about revitalizing Detroit as an issue that affects everyone? Well, Pat, one of our uh, pillars at the conference is cohesion, acting as one Michigan, speaking with one Michigan voice. Clearly, we've made extraordinary progress in the past number of years in getting corporate government and community leadership on the same agenda. And we're gonna continue that discussion. I think we have the platform for moving that forward and we're gonna move that forward here on the island. You've got a lot of people up there uh, who certainly can make decisions, uh, but the average Michigan resident uh, may wonder as they listen to this, well, how does this conference affect me? I mean, why should I care about what goes on on Mackinac Island? Can you point to an initiative from recent conferences uh, that is bearing fruit today in a way that everybody can see? Well, Pat, I think it's important to remember that the conference is not the state legislature. We are not a, a policy-making body. Our job at the conference is to convene 1,600 leaders from all parts of the state to really drive discussion that will help the state make decisions to move forward. And when you look at our history, especially over the last four or five years, we have a to-do list. We end each conference with a, with a list of things that we hold ourselves accountable for. Some of the things that have gotten done as part of the work here at the Mackinac Policy Conference is the grand bargain, the new international trade crossing, the repeal of the personal property tax. So there have been large things, uh, uh, regional transit in, in southeast Michigan. All of these things have been on our agenda for uh, years or in some cases multiple years, and we're very proud that they have actually come to fruition. 
One area where uh, still some work needs to be done, done obviously, is the roads. Uh, this was a key topic last year. Uh, it certainly has to be this year, too, uh, with the uh, failure of Proposal 1 a couple of weeks ago. Um, and uh, as you said, you know, you're, you're, not the, you're not the policymakers. You're just trying to uh, reach the policymakers. That's why you've got them all there. Um, as you've been up there and in the last three weeks since Proposal 1's uh, rejection, um, what is... I mean, what is the what is the hope? What can you do to try to get uh, uh, everybody to address this as quickly as possible and get our roads fixed? Well, several things. First of all, the chamber listed uh, a set of priorities and principles that we think are very important in this road debate. First of all, it's important to get it right as opposed to get it done right now. So let's make sure we get the right solution in place. Secondly, we believe that new revenue is necessary. This is not a, a thing that we're going to be able to fund by uh, finding money under the couch, couch cushion. So we're going to need new revenue. Thirdly, we can't solve one problem, the road problem, by creating another problem by gutting uh, the MEDC and the other economic development tools that we have across the state. So we started with some principles. This issue is on our agenda in a very significant way, and Friday morning there's going to be a very robust discussion about that. Thirdly, we also have most of the state legislature up here, in addition to the governor who is hanging out here and is very engaged in this conference. So we're anticipating on-agenda and off-agenda conversations regarding road funding. Uh, the discussion you were talking about on Friday, who's going to be involved in that? Well, uh, Christy McDonald is going to be the, uh, the moderator of that from Detroit Public Television. But we have uh, Evan Weiner, who is the, the CEO of the Edward C. Levy Company. We have uh, Gregory Iadnidis, uh, who is the president of ITC Holdings. Uh, we have uh, Joe Lehman, who is the uh, president of the Mackinac Policy Center, uh, mm -hmm. who has a much more fiscally conservative approach uh, to this. Uh, we have the head of the Citizens Research Council, who will be providing uh, data. And we have Mayor Bill Wild, who's the mayor of Westland, giving a local government perspective on this. So very diverse panel, very different views uh, on this very important issue.